and welcome to our first ever YouTube video and our first ever podcast, which is so, so exciting. We're really excited to start it and start it off with a bang. We are We Are Not Broad. As We Are Not Broad, our vision is to be a community space where young people can have a conversation about gender, gender-based violence, and rape culture. And we aim to positively influence the Zimbabwean youth to move together to create a safer environment for gender discrimination and gender-based violence victims. And with that being said, we are the founders of We Are Not Broad. I'm Kira. I'm Wendy. I'm Rikendo. I'm Jane. Marceline, Nashe, Nicole, Kieta, and Tanessa. <laughs> Welcome okay. to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, basically, I think that the best question to start with probably is why did we start? We are not brought. You know, it's a complicated question. Mm. Yeah, I can start jokes. Nashi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're muted. You're muted. Um, shall... Anyway, so. I think for me it was that it wasn't, it stopped being academic, it stopped being theoretical, it stopped being ideological. It was just me feeling endangered, me feeling hurt me feeling scared, my friends feeling sad, angry, just it was, it became, it invaded our space because it wasn't something that we could like ignore anymore because it was people that we were very close to and interacted very closely with. So I think that when we, like my friends and I, when we're going through things, we look for solutions and we thought, what's the problem? People are misinformed. People don't want to learn. People are making excuses. So how do we approach that in the most peaceful way possible and I think that we are not broads as the baby of us trying to just make things better for ourselves and then make things better for other people as well in the process and like interacting with a lot of people especially on Twitter most of them people our age I think with lockdown a lot more people started joining and I mean there were already weird comments that we'd see all the time but it just became so much more real especially for me because it was people I knew personally who are saying things that you know were like major red flags in terms of you know just the way they thought about women and women's rights and all that type of stuff and so yeah I think for me it was wanting more of an environment that encouraged conversation and education rather than Twitter where people just you know shout their opinions at each other through written word um yeah the vibe on Twitter is very much just you know this is my opinion that's your opinion. We're fighting until we block each other. And so I think I kind of wanted an environment that was different from that. I think for me, it was more because it, it really came to us during the first lockdown. There was a lot of, as much as we knew they were like, un, in my, my words, but uneducated opinion, like certain opinions, like it became very, very um. clear how much wrong there was in the society because there was just, there were just like, the people that we would like surround ourselves with in our societies were saying these things that were of danger to practically us and anyone. I think like um, an even more complete story is taking a look back at most of us here do literature and studying books like Tess and Both Nights oh, and 
practice. Learning how to analyze society and question how things exist and also committing to taking actionable steps to making positive changes and attacking the problems we see. So yeah, before someone wants to say, so you guys just started this about Twitter beef. It's not about Twitter beef. It's about seeing a problem and doing what you can to fix it. Yeah. It was so, um, I, I wouldn't say it was shocking because you know, um, bigots and misogynists and people who hate women exist everywhere. But like, it was, it was um, a wake up call that there's people in our own society, people our own age, people who grew up with us, people we hang out with in our social circles, we, you know, we interact with almost on a daily basis, who could be thinking that, you know, you don't deserve the same rights as them, or you don't deserve the same dignity as them. So like, I feel like one of the main things that drove me was the fact that if we don't fix the problem now, they could actually be a danger to our society as a whole. Um, for me, and I think many people can relate, like, going into this lockdown when everyone's forced to just be by themselves and be more reflective and more, I guess, aware of the way you think and the way, and learning the way um, other people think differently from you. <sighs> For me, this was a whole like learning. I was learning so much, especially online, like on Twitter, a lot of people coming forth with, the, with that Me Too movement. And it really moved me. And a lot of stuff was coming up to the surface that... I was pushing to the back of my mind and it made me realize that I don't have to push such things to the back of my mind. Women should be able to come out and voice things like this. And we need to create an environment where this conversation isn't uncomfortable and people can come forth and talk about the misogyny and the problems with the patriarchy, especially in Zimbabwe. Like, sorry, the more that I see on Twitter, like the more, pessimistic I get mm -hmm. but I genuinely believe that what we're doing is a step forward and that makes me feel like I'm doing something because you can't continuously see something and not do anything about it and I guess also around the time that we started the, the group and all and the community organization and stuff we I remember that was the time when there were so many stories of girls getting raped and sexually assaulted and at parties but then no one really ever took them seriously or like there'd be outrage for a couple of days and then it just blows out. And we looked at as that has happened. And I guess for me personally, that irritated me because it's like, that's how it happens with most problems. You know, like something arises and then we kind of just scream and shout for those five days or three days and then we move on, like nothing happened. And I guess starting this group, <laughs> just encourages us to continue fighting the problem like it, it doesn't have to die down after a week or after a couple of days it because I agree I think it was it wasn't like something that we just sat down and we just decided that oh this is a problem like these are genuine conversations that we always had um and I think the fact that it was it was just us just to make a practical solution to what we were seeing and saying you know we can actually do something about it we're in a position where we can you know um so why do you think that we started anonymously honestly i think it was largely because of our experience on twitter like it was one of those situations where someone would say something pertaining to feminism and then the response was always a picture of that person's face and then not you talking with the forehead like this 
with cheeks like this, with lips like this. And it's like, no, it's not about the shape of my forehead. It's not about, it's not about how attracted you are to me. It's about my rights as a woman, my safety as a woman, and the things that you perpetuate when you say what you say. And so for us, starting anonymously was more about starting the conversation and not giving them the option of going to that resort in order to avoid talking about it. People have this thing <laughs> of shooting the messenger instead of like literally mm-hmm. disagreeing with the message. Exactly. And like, it becomes a, oh, don't do this. And you don't like address the situation. It's, you're ugly. Mm-hmm. That's why you have a big nose. And you're exactly. like... For me, one of the things that got me was that I don't want, I didn't want people who, I didn't want, I wanted people to first like grasp what we were trying to do before they started saying, Nasha's not my boyfriend. That time in form three, Nasha took my textbook and she didn't ask. That's what I, I was like. I really just wanted people to judge the message first before they judged us. If I think just for the record, all of these situations that Nasha just said are, uh, imaginary they're not hypothetical even if you have stolen boyfriend upon boyfriend that doesn't change the fact of what we're discussing when she said yes when she said if you (laughs) sorry if you look at the message right and then you disagree with the message we can have a discussion about that and we can hold up it might not be a comfortable environment but an environment where people can have these discussions Mm -hmm. where we can hear both sides of the coin because the moment you show your faces already some people become intimidated and they don't want to say their whole truth i think there was also the aspect of like creating a comfortable space for victims as well Mm -hmm. i mean there was a point at the beginning where we had people coming forward and i think Putting a face would have made it very intimidating. I mean, like people, for example, people like to speak to paper because it doesn't judge. And I think to a certain extent, we want it to be a paper that doesn't judge. So even to educate as well as to advocate and to also help find like help, like resources. I mean, like we just wanted to make it like a communal space. You know? um, like what she was saying before about um people wanting to blame your looks or whatever, taking away that scapegoat that they often um, use to run away from these conversations is really key to exposing them to their own um, tactics, if that makes sense. Because at some juncture in time, it just starts to look ridiculous to attack a bunch of random girls because you don't know who the people are who are behind an anonymous organization or to call people sluts and it just shows you um that this is what you run to and that in itself is wrong because the fact that now we we said we started anonymously so why now we have we decided to come out to reveal ourselves yeah okay why aren't we anonymous anymore um for me, I think like coming out from the anonymous category that we were in uh, will allow us to interact with like communities in a way that, okay, like forums, um, also going out and doing like volunteer stuff, raising money, like for the causes that we want to raise money for. It just like allows us to get a lot of outreach. Obviously, you know, 
the pandemic is doing things, but that's we we really hope to ultimately achieve that level of outreach within the Zimbabwean community. Coming out is really beneficial. Another thing, you know, at some juncture, it's not going to matter anymore how people react to what we say. I think now our anonymity has achieved what it needed to achieve. People needed to feel the force of the consequences of their actions without being able to fight back at someone's looks or someone's blazer or whatever they wanted to fight back at. Um, in addition to all of that, I think for me, it's also bringing in an element of the fact that we are humans. And I think that's something that we'll be able to communicate through the podcast and through the YouTube channel. Like, for me personally, I like to go out. I like to have fun. That doesn't mean that I don't deserve rights and I don't deserve safety. Like, and I feel like when we're posting on Instagram or on Twitter or on a blog, it's easy to say um, that it's wrong to assault people and sound like a perfect person who is never in a situation where those people who ask questions might ask questions. We are those exact same people and we're saying that we still deserve rights. And I think that's a very important conversation to have that I might enjoy living my life in a way that you might think, oh no, she deserves bad things, but I don't. And that's what people need to understand. I think that someone said my point, but like, I just wanted to like say that amongst other things, our, our point has been made, like what we're trying to achieve is out there. There's no misconceptions about whether we're a gossip column or whether Nashe is doing this to get back at this or Sav is doing this because she hates a blazer. Like, no, you know what we're here for and we're not here for that. And if people choose to like perceive what we're trying to do differently, that's their problem. I think we made the point by excluding ourselves, but now that the point is made, we can show the humanity that Shungu was talking about. So um, now that we have come out, now that we're coming out and everything and we have established who we are as an organization, what exactly do we want to gain from it? I think we agreed that one of the things that we wanted to do was a more tangible approach to positive and impact communitively. And so I think one thing that we really wanted to gain was to be able to have workshops and fundraisers and all that. Unfortunately, we can't because of COVID. But I think it's something that we've opened the door to now. And it's something that we can plan for in the future when it's safer to do so. And that's something that I'm really excited about that I think we can do more freely now. And it also allows us to collaborate with other people and you know, just reach more platforms with our message, which is really cool because we're reaching more and more people. I want to grow firmer, in my opinion, like to be able to stand on a public platform, like physically or virtually, I don't know what it has to be like, and to know that this is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. And, you know, you're not going to change my mind, you know, because there's times when you want to please the crowd. You want to make everyone happy. You want to accommodate for this person. You want to accommodate for that person. But then you have to acknowledge that accommodating isn't going to fix permanent problems. Do you know? Like accommodating for someone's feelings isn't going to get the job done. In order to get the job done, you have to get your message across clearly. So that's what I'm hoping to gain from all of this. Personally, I feel like 
what we what I I think I want to gain is just more exposure. I think into not in terms of like being educated. I think there's a lot that I mean you can never be you can never be fully educated on something. And I feel like the one thing that this organization has had is made me more educated than I was. And I feel like that's what I want to gain more of being more educated. I think also it's to start a different type of conversation where people have the guts. Like, I mean, for example, we had a lot of DMs that, I think we had a lot of DMs within the period where we were anonymous that I'm very sure we would not have gotten if we introduced our faces to begin with. Yeah. And now I think those DMs hopefully will continue that people who are wrong, right? Like to be wrong and not called out. Right. Yeah. But also they, they don't like, like to, to be held accountable. They yeah, they'd also like to be wrong in the shadows, you know, so to people who they don't know. Yeah. We're trying to start a conversation where we say it's fine, you can be wrong. That's the sort of conversation that we want to have. Where it's like you come and you say, you know what, I want to learn, but then also we're like we want to teach as well. But also there's Google. That's Rumbi's motto, but also there is Google. I think like what um, with the personal things, also like the things that are not personal, it's like getting more people like a wider reach because right now um, we have reached people in our spheres, our circles of like influence and stuff. But like, I think going out to like, um, hopefully if after Auntie Rona decides to leave, Mm -hmm. but like going out into wider bigger larger communities like the rural areas because those people are still like restricted they still um are ruled by like patriarchal decisions and everything and like just opening them up to the conversation as well because i think sometimes we i don't know personally i don't think it's a conversation if it's only restricted to certain people if that makes sense Mm. like Literally, it's a group chat, but it needs to be opened up to more people to actually join the link and be in the group and be involved as well. So I think that's one of the things I hope to gain in this. What I want to do, I want to make people shy. Like there's someone who said during um, the George Floyd uh, era, I don't even know what to call it, um, that time after the shooting, right? Someone said, if they're kneeling on necks in broad daylight, Imagine what they're doing in schools, in offices, yeah. in hospitals, right? If people are discussing rape, making jokes about it on Twitter, what are they doing in their homes? What are they, what are, what are they doing in schools? What are they doing in their places? Like, it just, I feel like I have a strong problem with people feeling so comfortable being evil in public. And it scares me to think of what they do in private. I, um, I think... We should also, uh, like another goal is to spread that message that it's not going to happen overnight. I do the exact same thing that Jane is doing. And you really have to be like, no, no, Mm -hmm. not here. Because you were raised your entire life in a society that taught you to think certain things. It's not going to go away one night. And you're not supposed to run away from those thoughts and convince yourself that you're not that person because that's just not how life works. And I also think it's important I think people may think 
because we are not in the president's office and getting him to sign new legislation were useless. Yes. That one person that we've convinced to start a conversation with their friends, that's enough. That's yeah. a lot. And that's precisely the point. Nashe touched on something that I think we should go deeper into, which is um, how being a part of this organization, specifically We're Not Broads, um, has affected us. And it- so um, I think like as a group, some of us really want to say stuff like when something happens on Twitter and stuff, we really want to go and say, no, but it's like this and that. But now because of being in this organization, you we have been forced to actually go look for your facts, come back and like put it there without being aggressive because we encourage discussion, like what Jane was saying before, um, before arguments. So um, there's that. And I think also on a personal level, I think it was good to see now like where I was going wrong, um, where I had been um, involved in pygmy culture or where I was um, basically doing what we're talking about and correcting myself in that. And also seeing that sometimes um, it's better for you to, you know, to be surrounded by people who understand what you're saying. Um, I think it also, um, well, like a positive effect of it is you, you've had to learn to be human in the way you approach people and the way you approach the way you think about things yourself because it's very easy to look at people and call them misogynists automatically or call them pick me's automatically. Um, especially when you analyze the fact that some of the things you believe are not because you went and researched it. You just had the privilege of growing up respecting women. Others have to break past that wall of this is how I've always been taught to see things and actually go and research and take that active step to being more informed. So having to take those steps, even though it's not necessary, if you don't have a page like ours, it really helps to put you in the shoes of the people you're trying to reach out to. And it helps you to be more careful about how you address people. It's, it's made me very sensitive. Like I've always been very sensitive to these things. I just didn't know what to do with the sensitivity. It's made me very sensitive to the things that people say. It's made me very sensitive to how people behave. Like for me, it's impacted my home life. My my mother and my brother like sit down and watch TED Talks and listen to me speak because it's one of those things where I'm like, it's fun in games to talk to. How many followers do we have? A thousand and thirty-five people and have them say what they feel, right? But it's another thing to actually impact people around you in your circle. I think something else that, that I think I really learned from um, WANB is I've become a much more responsible person, like in general, because, you know, just despite the fact that it looks pretty and, you know, it looks cute, um, we actually have to do a lot to make sure that that content comes out the way it does. So just I'm doing it with my friends, yes, but we still spend a lot of time doing a lot of research and a lot of work and we put our hearts and souls into it and because of that we cannot afford to lose time and I feel like I couldn't have done I couldn't have done that if I was the person I was two years ago I definitely couldn't have and if I didn't have the friends I have now I definitely couldn't have done that I've just become a more responsible person now because of this space it's helped like 
unmask a lot of things because like from the moment we started like the day we started like the amount of backlash people saying oh my gosh it's just a word it's just a word oh we are not owns like and these are people whose contacts I have. So I'm like, wow. You're seeing their statuses personally. That's literally. The, that's so it's like, thing. you haven't even opened your eyes. You haven't even taken the time to understand why. And I'm like, and it's very funny because some of these people are your friends, your homies. You'll be like, ah, mm-hmm. as you guys finished last all the time, we're always respecting women. And I'm like, but you can't even respect my wish for me not to be called abroad. Like, are you okay? It's yeah. not that hard. It's not that so hard. So it's one of those, it has really opened my eyes and like educated me to like, just be like, just because um someone is putting up this like front behind closed doors, they, this person or just making me aware that there are so many people. I think I've seen a lot of thoughts come out now because you say one thing and you just see a different thing. On that note, um, I think we're done here. Thank you guys for watching <laughs> or listening. Or yeah. Is that next time? Okay, next time you want to be part of Okay. Yeah. Don't forget oh to hit the like button. Don't forget to slam the subscribe button.